Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. When did you know that your first six months were was starting? Like, where were you? What were you wearing? I think it was when I moved into my house, when I moved into my house. That's to me, was when it, my first six months were starting when I moved into this house and I knew my new life was mine and it was concrete. It was tangible and I could touch it. It wasn't just in my head. And out of curiosity, was the, the marriage, were you trying to get out before that or were, was it complete? Was it like open or malleable? amicable no no it was something that you had to you had to create your own space because what i hear is the excitement of when you burst through like when you finally had your own individuality yes which is something that i can relate to because i thought being together was i thought that was the cat's meow i was like all right this is it but what i noticed was the moment that that my ex told me that she didn't you know, when I knew that, that nothing else was possible, I realized that I had so much freedom. It was like I was a blank canvas again. Mm, isn't it wonderful? It was amazing. It's amazing. It's so powerful. Yeah. When I was going through the divorce process, I was too engulfed in anger and grief and fear. I didn't have any of that freedom. My freedom for me and what I enjoy talking about, I don't... Um, You know, I think it's important to have your grief and to process your grief. And I've definitely done that. But I think what I and why I have a podcast called Sadie's Divorced and Happy is because of this conversation. I want people to to understand that after you go through all of that ugliness in a divorce, there is gold at the end. There is beauty and power and, and you have an opportunity to create a life that you love. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about how after a divorce they were transformed and it sounds so cliche, but it's true. It's true because you've learned so much. I mean, at a divorce, you're at your lowest. I made choices during my divorce that I would never choose again. And I know because of those choices where I never want to be again. Right. And that's why I really focus. And another thing that I was going to talk about today during my first, first six months which to me is when my new life began, when I moved into this home and I started creating new patterns and a new mindset and I physically transformed. I mean, I don't look even like the same person that I did when I was divorced. I take such different care of myself and just that mindset around how am I going to allow myself to think about myself and During my marriage, I was very much a victim. I had a victim mentality. Things were always happening to me. I didn't feel in control. I didn't feel like I had options. I just had to suck it up and cope. I don't think that way anymore. I am not a victim. I am in full control of how I think and how I respond and how I behave and who I surround myself with who gets my time, who doesn't get my time, 
what I eat, what I drink, how many hours I sleep. I mean, I have just changed my full attitude and I really credit my first six months because I just had that space to really evolve myself. I chose during my first six months to not be so productive. Just going to take a drink of water. Yeah, go for it. I think I'd been conditioned in my life to be productive because I wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be valued. And I learned in my first six months that I decided my value, that I I didn't have to do anything more than just sit at this table and stare out the window and listen to Lionel Richie and eat clementine oranges, which I did a lot of during my first six months after my divorce beater. And I fucking loved it. Um, that was enough. You know, I am enough. And that was something that I really started owning my first six months after my divorce. Like I'm done being productive because I think I need to be, to be worthy of someone else's affection or appreciation. Um, that first six months, I just really own like, Sadie, you're enough. And you're going to convince yourself you're going to retrain your thought patterns. You're going to keep telling yourself. I mean, now the first thing I say to myself every morning when I wake up is, I love you. I love you. I go on a bike ride and I say, I love, I mean, it's my mantra. I love you. I love you. And, you know, during my first six months, I just went down the rabbit hole of like Abraham Hicks. Have you heard of her? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I think a lot of people have. And just really understanding that what I am thinking is going to manifest and really being mindful of how I think because I, how I think is going to create my life. And I notice that when I get into those old tapes, that just things aren't as working out for me as I want them to. So the first six months I would sit at this, I would sit at this nook and I would have my little journal here. It says, find your happy Peter. I know the lighting's just not so great, but, and I would write and I would write about how I love to feel. You know, I love feeling connected. I love feeling spirit, spiritual. I love feeling ease and flow. I love breezy conversation. And I would just write like what I love, what I love, what I love, what I love. And it would just help train my mind to feel those things to think that way. And it was such a benefit to invest into me that way versus, okay, I have to do this now and I have to produce this and I have to you know, do all these things outside of myself. The first six months, I just focused all on the internal stuff. It was all on healing in a way that was loving and blissful and breezy and just, I say delicious. Where were you when you had the aha moment? Tell me more about what the aha moment. When you discovered this, like when this became knowledge, you know, like when you read something and you don't know it and you're like, oh. Oh, sure. You know, I don't know if there was one moment, but it was this repetition. Mm. I learned, I'm kinesthetic learner. I'm a photographer and I'm self-taught. I've been a professional photographer for 20 years and I learned photography by doing it. I started doing photography when I was 16 years old. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You do something over and over and over again, you get pretty good at it, right? So for me, it's just, you know, if I want to be good at having a healthy mindset, it's a practice. It's like yoga. It's like working out, eating well. It's a lifestyle. If I'm not journaling the way that I need to be, if I'm not doing this repetition, you know, 
every morning journaling about how I want to feel or what my intention is or saying my mantras, my day just doesn't flow as well. My day just, I don't have the right headspace that I want. And so the first six months, I just really learned the power of that. You know, it's powerful to learn like, wow, I can change how I think about myself. I can change how I speak to myself. I learned also that I need to really just even talk to my body. You know, I don't think we realize that our bodies can only tolerate so much trauma and then they are going to do things that maybe we aren't liking so much. And so what I've learned, especially in my first six months, just like, you know, talking to my body, like it's a six, like it's my nine-year-old daughter. Like, I just love you, sweet girl. You work so hard. You're such a good body. You're such a beautiful body. I'm going to take such good care of you. You're safe with me. I've got you. It's okay. Everything's okay. And that sounds kind of like woo-woo, but it matters. You know, when I talk to myself that way, when I touch my, 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 my just, you know, kind of rub my arm or rub my legs and I mean, my body just kind of relaxes and just everything inside me feels better. So it's not, you know, everything's interconnected. I think we've been told that a lot now in the society that we live in, that everything is interconnected, but practicing it is something else. It's one thing to read it in a meme or listen to a 10 minute Ted talk and then go about your day. It's another thing. It's very different to actually do it daily and make it a daily practice. And so my first six months, I just really honed in on how am I going to treat myself differently? If I want you, Peter, to treat me differently, how am I going to treat myself differently? And my first six months was just such a powerful practice of that. I'm not going to kill myself to be so busy. I'm not going to you know, speak to myself in a way that's shaming. I'm not going to push myself so hard that I'm just so exhausted. I have nothing to give. I'm not going to do that. And when I get into that old habit, I'm like, okay, Sadie, that, that really never served you well, really never got you ultimately what you wanted. Right. If we do all these things for acceptance, it's because ultimately we want love. Right. But if we just can love ourselves, you know, everything else should be because it enhances our life or it adds a fun layer or that enriches enriches something that we're enjoying. But if it's for acceptance or love, it's it's not the right intention. And that my first six months really taught me that. It's really it really taught me that. Mm, what you just said sounds like whole foods is so organic and delicious. Yes, it is delicious. I love that word delicious. This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you, share yourself and your story, be courageous, be vulnerable, it makes a difference.